From the food we eat, the air we breathe, the land we dwell, to the health of our body and mind and the well-being of all things in the universe. Unlock the science with Chula Radio Plus. Welcome to Unlock the Science. I'm Virada Salim, responsible for millions of deaths and costing the global economy around one trillion U.S. dollars yearly. Cancer has placed immense burden and pressure on its patients, global medical system, as well as the society as whole. The term cancer refers to diseases caused by uncontrolled division of cells in our body, which comprises trillions of cells. Under normal circumstances, human cells increase in number and multiply to create new cells in serving the need of our body. All cells will get replaced by new ones. However, at times, this process collapses, causing damaged or abnormal cells to grow and multiply when they should not. Consequently. A tumor is formed. Unless treated, the tumor would grow and spread to its surrounding tissues or other organs of the body. This uncontrolled division results from genetic changes, which happen because of various reasons. We may inherit these changes from our parents, or it could be caused by errors that occur as cells divide. These errors occur naturally at a very low rate throughout our life. In fact, it often takes a long time for damaged or abnormal cells to turn cancerous. Our body tends to be able to detect these faulty cells and get rid of them before they multiply. Another reason behind genetic changes is risk factors, which influence a person's chances of developing cancer. These factors increase the rate at which faulty cells grow. In this episode, we will present some of the most commonly studied factors. The National Cancer Institute, which is part of Department of Health and Human Services of the United States, has noted that aging is the most significant factor causing cancer. Cells get damaged or become abnormal on a more regular basis with aging. The body's ability to eliminate these cells weakens as we age, leading to a higher risk of cancer in our later stage of life. In addition. Lifestyles play certain roles in a person's cancer development. World Cancer Research Fund International, a London-based leading organization conducting studies on the relationship between diet, nutrition, physical activity, and cancer, has shown strong evidence that consuming alcohol, red and processed meat increases risks of cancer, whereas dairy products, whole grain, vegetables, and fruit decrease such risk. The organization has also pointed out that excess body fatness and weight are associated with higher risks of cancer in adults. In other words, being obese or overweight in adulthood puts people at high risks of cancer. Another lifestyle responsible for cancer incident globally is smoking tobacco. The American Cancer Society, a national voluntary health organization in the United States, and Cancer Research UK, a cancer research and awareness charity based in the United Kingdom, have separately said that there are at least 70 cancer-causing substances or carcinogens in tobacco. Therefore, cigarette smoking plays a key role in causing deaths from cancer. The last well-known factor is what our skin gets exposed to daily: sunlight. 
The sun produces ultraviolet radiation, which damages and leads to early aging of human skin. This could eventually cause skin cancer. People are advised to avoid spending too much time under the sun, particularly from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. when the sun rays are highly harmful. In terms of types of cancers, more than several hundreds of types of cancer have been recorded worldwide. They are named based on the organs or tissues where the tumors form, such as blood, glands, skin, bone, etc. There are four stages in most types of cancer, which described how much cancer has grown and how far it has spread. In the first stage, cancer is located in a small area of the body. Stage 2 is characterized by the growth in the size of cancer. What these two early stages have in common is that cancer had not spread anywhere in the body. Cancer continues to grow larger in stage 3 and may have spread to its surrounding tissues or lymph nodes. Lymph nodes are tiny organs in many areas of the body that serve to eliminate germs, infections, cancer cells, and other foreign substances. The last stage is called metastasis, also known as advanced cancer, which means that cancer cells have spread to at least one organ of the body and formed a new tumor there. Advanced cancer disrupts body functions to a great extent and is the major culprit for patients' deaths. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, a specialized agency under World Health Organization, estimated that there were more than 19 million cancer cases and over 9 million deaths in 2020 around the world. The agency also found out that in 2020, the number of new cases of breast cancer surpassed that of lung cancer for the first time, especially in low- and middle-income countries. Over the past decade, breast, colon, and lung cancer recorded the highest incidence in most parts of the world. To help us understand more about this global health issue, Unlock the Science reporter Ha Wangmang talks to Associate Professor Dr. Wiro Tsi Uran Pong, a lecturer of medical oncology from Department of Medicine, Faculty of Medicine, Jilalongkorn University. Dr. Wiro is also the director of the Excellence Jilalongkorn Comprehensive Cancer Center at Jilalongkorn Hospital. Generally speaking, do people in Thailand regularly undergo cancer screening? Hmm. It depends on the program of the government. If the government implements any program, for example, like cervical cancer in women, we have the national screening program, then it's a, it's a, uh, it will be implemented to all populations, I mean, uh, the women in, in Thailand. Yeah, second is the the cost of the screening also. It, it, because if the government doesn't cover that, then it depends on the tools that we use for the screening. So I would say that in general, it's not that many uh, screening programs in, in our country. Do you mean that not many people will get cancer screening if the government have no screening yes, program? Yes, that's right. Because of the cost and also the acceptabilities. For example, like the uh, screening program for cervical cancer, for example, um, in the past we you have to do sort of like something like the pap smear, so-called. That says that we need to do the uh, gynecological exam. 
and the acceptance of the patient, uh, I mean the general population, they don't want to go to do the uh, exam if they have nothing, I mean no symptom at all. From your perspective, what kind of lifestyle or diet that currently puts most Thai people at risk of cancer? Um, it's actually we have uh, the one of the uh, prevalence cancer that uh, not in other country. For example, like the cholangiocarcinoma, which is uh, the uh, cancer of the bile duct, and they related to infection of the liver fluke. And um, this type of cancer is uh, very heavily populated in the northeastern part of the country. And in that area, including the, our neighborhood country like Laos and Cambodia, they also have uh, this type of behavior, eating raw uh, vegetable or fish that are not free of uh, the germs and also contaminated food. So uh, the infection of liver fluke is quite common, but in not not only that, but we have also other part of the country that don't have uh, much. I mean, many incidents of uh, liver fluke infection also got higher incidence of uh, bowel duct cancer comparing to other countries. So apart from eating raw fish, is there any other lifestyle diet that puts at risk of cancer? Um, I would say that uh, the, the other type of uh, diet is not really uh, t- tightly associated with the cancer. Um, we, our lifestyle of diet, generally we don't eat a, a lot of uh, meat, which is, which is uh, uh, people tend to think that it's a uh, prevention of the cancer, but it's not. I mean, the link between the food and the cancer seem to be really weak. As I say, uh, the, in the, the developed country, the, the lifespan, they have a longer lifespan, but they tend to, in Western countries, they tend to eat more meat. So if you uh, uh, do the study, association between me, uh, meeting, eating meat and cancer, it will be have certain association. What would you strongly advise everyone to do daily in order to minimize cancer risks? Yeah, I think that it's a good idea to uh, moderation of the food and decrease the amount of fatty food and more vegetable and more fibers and uh, include uh, physical activities that will keep your body in, in a good shape and that too prevent several things, not only the cancer, is prevent, uh, uh, you know, cardiovascular disease or other metabolic disease, for example, like uh, diabetes, hypertension, and that will be the healthy way. We recommend at least three times a week of uh, uh, exercise, can be running, can be walking, uh, or elderly people can be just uh, swinging their arms, uh, but the exercise have to be continuously at least 15 to 20 minutes each time and to allow your, the heart rate to going up uh, above 100, but not too high. Mm-hmm. And that's a good uh, exercising.
it's an aerobic exercise, but you don't have to do it strenuously, like you know, two three hours. And that that's not necessary for the healthy uh, heart or your body. That is Unlock the Science reporter Hao Wangmang talking to Associate Professor Dr. Wiro Siuran Pong, a Faculty of Medicine, Jualongon University. We will take a short break now. You are listening to Unlock the Science on Chula Radio Plus. Statistics from the International Agency for Research on Cancer of the WHO show that approximately one in every 365 Thai people of all ages and genders was diagnosed with cancer in 2020. More than half of these patients passed away due to the illness. Cancer has been the number one killer of Thai population for more than a decade. For Thai women, as well as females in other parts of the world, breast cancer is one of the most threatening diseases. There are many methods of treating breast cancer recognized internationally, but tumor may remain in the body after these traditional treatments. In such a scenario, patients could turn to immunotherapy as an alternative. Immunotherapy is a way of treating cancer that utilizes a person's immune system to fight cancerous cells. This type of treatment works by teaching the person's immune system to identify and eliminate cancer cells in his or her body. A patient's immune cells would be extracted and cultured in laboratory together with certain proteins from his or her cancer. This would help the patient's immune cells to learn the characteristics of the cancer. These culture cells would then be injected into the patient's body, thus enhancing its ability to eliminate cancer cells on its own. It often takes two or three months after injection to be effective. Around the middle of 2021, the Queen Sirikit Center for Breast Cancer at Chulalongkorn Hospital successfully treated a breast cancer patient by applying the immunotherapy method. Her breast cancer was in its final stage, where it had already spread to her livers, lungs, and bones. Thus, the Queen Circuit Center for Breast Cancer is the first institution in the world to be able to successfully treat a breast cancer patient with immunotherapy after having studied this new treatment for a decade. A the science reporter Ha Wangmang talked to Associate Professor Dr. Grit Jathamra, a breast cancer surgeon and director of the Queen Circuit Center for Breast Cancer, to learn more about breast cancer, immunotherapy, and its potential in treating cancer. Dr. Grit has dedicated himself to this field of breast cancer for decades. Dr. Grit, what are the factors that have made breast cancer a disease that is responsible for many women's deaths globally? We don't know. I mean, I'm blunt. And because we do not know, and I mean we do not know, a single major factor which causes breast cancer. That is why breast cancer is very difficult to prevent. There are multifactorial things which together uh, cause breast cancer. Let, let, let me make it clearer. If you talk about lung cancer, bronchial carcinoma, we know that if we advise people to stop smoking, we could reduce the incidence of bronchial carcinoma or lung cancer by over 90%. So that because we know a single causative factor, you cannot do it with breast cancer. But because we cannot prevent breast cancer, 
there are other ways of going around it. And the best way of going around it that I know is to try to detect breast cancer at the earliest stage. If you can detect breast cancer early, you have a very good chance of curing the disease. That's important. Early breast cancer saves lives. Instead of other treatments, why did you and the center decide to apply immunotherapy to treat a breast cancer patient in her final stage of disease several months ago? Because there are no other ways. The patient have had all other treatments: surgery, chemotherapy, irradiation, anti-hormone therapy, and the tumors, the cancer is still there. It's as simple as that. I mean, I cannot just pick up a new technology and say, "Look, this is, in my opinion, the the newest, the the best treatment for cancer." You can't. You got to prove it. And the one way to prove it is to. You need to do it very scientifically, and the the the, the best way to start, or the only way to start, is to not to go and pick patients. Patients have to come pick you. Okay. These patients with we, which we, whom we have treated, they have had all the known treatments, and they're still having cancer and they're dying. Is that understood? Because we're not yes. picking patients. Patients pick us. Okay, they come to us because they say, all the other doctors who who've treated them saying, you you you're going away to die, essentially. We're not picking patients. They pick us. So they. It's, it's, it's you can say is the last desperate effort to try to survive. You like? How likely is this way of treatment to be successful? I don't know. That I'm being blunt. I mean, if I had known, I would have um, approached it differently. To know that, to answer your question, you have to have evidence, scientific evidence. And in 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 medicine, you may have heard the word evidence-based treatment. At the moment. We have to gather evidence, and the only way to gather evidence without doing any harm is to wait for patients to come to us. We then assess the patient, talk to the patient, and then okay, we say we you've done everything else, nothing else, nothing else helps. Let's combine our efforts and use this immunotherapy to treat. I didn't know. I thought I had a chance. You know, I'm not being clever. I mean, I'm just, I'm just uh, following what my uh, background, my thinking, and, and 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 any wisdom that I've gathered over the last 50 years uh, to say that well, it has a, it, it had a chance. Uh, we were also lucky because if I had the wrong patient, it would have gone the other way. The first patient we treated had breast cancer and it spread to the lung and 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 and, and the liver and also to the bone. Um, she's had everything else, so that's when we started to offer immunotherapy, and she's agreed, knowing everything that she needed to know about immunotherapy. I.e., I did not make a promise, but we're going to try our best to help. We are gathering evidence, and during our process, our process of gathering evidence, we've been lucky because we have two successful patients. In the world, I claim this because there's nothing in the literature uh, about immunotherapy treating breast cancer with success. What are the side effects that patients would experience after undergoing immunotherapy? The reason why we chose this was because it's probably one of the most complicated. But the good thing about it is, 
it has very few real complications. Very few. Well, what are, are because you know we we don't inject any chemicals. We inject. We we use the patient's own cells. Certainly not life-threatening anyway. Yeah. But the, we will have to gather evidence as we go on. What other complications we're going to we're going to come across? And there are a few. But the uh, can I put it this way? Other institutions, um, when they use the, the the immunotherapy to treat cancer, their patients are usually tr uh, looked after in the ICU initially, because they can get a lot of life-threatening. Uh, what they call storm the crisis, we treat our patient in in, in an ordinary ward. After we ejected the, um, the 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 cultured dentistic cell into the lymph node, they looked after by our, our normal nursing staff in ordinary ward, and we have no problems at all. The we when we first started, we 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 were very cautious and we 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 used the ICU. But after the first. Um, uh, first patient, we said we have no problem. We use our our ordinary wards, and but of course, there are there there nurses there to 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 monitor the patient all the time. So far, we've had no problems. So not even they don't even have a fever. What implications does this successful use of immunotherapy to treat breast cancer have in the long run? Enormous. But that you asking me, I have no evidence yet. What I've got is just. Evidence on the few patients we've treated. We've been very lucky, as I said. But you ask my opinion. I'm not giving you an opinion based on vast amount of experience. Um, make it quite clear. I'm not claiming anything. But from so far, from 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 the results we've had so far, from the patients we've treated so far, and I keep saying I've also been very lucky. It had enormous implications, not just breast cancer, but other cancer as well. And we, I'm looking at breast cancer, ovarian, prostate, bladder, but other cancer potentially, they should have potentially uh, success. The potential success is there in other cancers. If we were to ask me this question in three years' time. Um, I will be able to. I should be able to answer it with a lot more evidence to back me up. At the moment, you ask me, I give you my opinion. I'm not saying, but my opinion is going to be proved right. But I hope it will be. But it has enormous potential to treat cancer in general. Associate Professor Dr. Wirod, the oncologist, shares with Unlock the Science that cancer would continue to be the number one killer. Not only in Thailand, but also in other countries in the foreseeable future. When it comes to breast cancer, which cannot be prevented, a campaign at Queen Sirikit Center for Breast Cancer has been running for 13 years now to draw people's attention and raise their awareness of breast cancer treatment and the benefits of early breast cancer detection. Discussing about immunotherapy, Associate Professor Dr. Grit said this treatment should not be used for breast cancer in its early stage at the moment, as there are other conventional treatments that are more suitable for the early stage of this cancer. The future potential of immunotherapy in treating other types of cancer and save more lives could be expected, 
if there is more evidence to determine its effectiveness and its currently rather prohibitive cost becomes lowered. Along the science, would like to thank Associate Professor Dr. Wirosi Ulanpong, an oncologist from Department of Medicine, Faculty of Medicine, Jualongon University. And Associate Professor Dr. Grit Jatamra, Director of the Queen's Circuit Center for Breast Cancer. I hope you enjoy our program. You can listen to Unlock the Science on July Radio Plus at FM 101.5 every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 1:30 p.m. You can also listen and follow us on our website curadio.jula.ac.th and our Facebook page. Our show is also accessible as podcasts, including on Apple and Spotify. See you again next Saturday. Have a nice day. Unlock the Science is edited and produced by Sinfa t u n s o r a w u d 